1: PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcarecom loss. That's
0: plushcarecom loss.
1: You know the saying, you just got to try your best. I would say that you got to be the best. Is being top 20% of your class good enough for you? No. If you want something, you got to get after it. And then you will start producing good results and then you will build confidence along the way. Let's just cut to the chase. Here are 10 study techniques that I swear by as a medical student. They help me get into medicine and I use these on a day-to-day basis. Half of them focus on the actual study techniques and the other half focus on the study mentality, which is just as important. Let's start with the first one. First you gotta study from the testable core materials outwards. So let's say the box represents all the information that is presented to you, and the star in the middle is the testable material. Someone who doesn't know how to study will go from top to bottom, covering every single little detail, and when the exam time comes, they haven't covered like 20 to 30% of what is testable. Whereas someone who knows how to study will start from the middle, you know, study from the core materials that is testable and then study outwards. And when the exam time comes, although they haven't studied everything, they studied what is important and what is testable. I know that you want to be the best student as possible. I want to be the best doctor as possible. So when studying, we have this tendency to try to learn everything. Um, But we have to make this mindset shift from focusing on those long-term goals to short-term goals. And those short-term goals when you're taking courses is to pass and get good grades in every midterm and every every exams that is presented before you. And then those long-term goals will take care of themselves. So how do you know what's testable or not? There are three ways of figuring that out. First is to look for practice tests or previous tests. Sometimes the lecturers give you, you know, a couple questions at the end of their lecture uh, to go over on, pay attention to those. I also looked online in undergrad to uh, figure out if there were any practice tests lying around. Uh, I asked seniors if they have taken the course and if they had any practice material. I asked my friend who's also taking the course, you know, you you got to use your resources to figure out if there are any additional uh, study materials that you can use. You have to think like an examiner, not a learner. So when you're going over the material. Always imagine in your mind, how can I test it in a multiple choice format? How can I test this in a short answer format and then try to learn that way. Number two on the list is to write good concise notes and then plan out your timing for all your midterms and all your exams and then constantly evaluate as you're studying so that you're not falling behind. So for example, let's say you're taking five courses and before a midterm, you have to go over 10 lectures per course. And then each lecture has 50 slides. That totals up to 2,500 slides that you have to go over before a midterm. So you have to write a good concise note that summarizes everything, that makes it manageable for you to go over the materials before you write the midterms, so that you're not overloaded. Try to write notes as concise as possible, containing keywords and important information. You know that if you don't remember something from your note, you you have the PowerPoint slides that you can always fall back on. Number three on the list is to use active recall when learning. I made a video on this previously that you can watch, but let me expand on that further here. Let me start off by giving you examples of students who don't know how to study. So when presented with an information like mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, what they do is without thinking, they just write. Nothing's coming into their brains. So what I do when I'm going over my notes is I read the information, I write only the keywords, and then as opposed to looking at my notes, I look at that keyword, for example, what is mitochondria and then i try to think mitochondria is the powerhouse, powerhouse of the cell why is it the powerhouse of the cell and then i try to supplement information from the lecture it is the power of the cell because it produces atp um so i'm using all of my senses i'm writing down which is my you know tactile emotion i'm saying things out which is verbal i'm looking at my notes previously i'm using my visual cues And as I'm saying it, I'm listening, so I'm using also my auditory uh, senses. And most often, when you're actively recalling, you cannot remember all the information. And that is okay, because studies have shown that just by attempting to recall, you're creating the connection between the information and your memory. And number four, I cannot emphasize this enough, reviewing is just as important as learning new information. So if I have 20 lectures to go over before a midterm, for example, as opposed to going 1 to 20 and then going back to 1 to 20, what I do is I go to uh, 1 to 5 and then I review 1 to 5 quickly and then move on to 6 to 10. And then once I'm done 6 to 10, even more quickly, I go over 1 to 5 and then I look look over 6 to 10 and then I go on to 11 to 15. Obviously, you have to time this correctly before a midterm so that you actually cover everything. Number five is more of a mentality thing. You have to study harder for your midterms than your final exams. You're gonna obviously study hard for your final exam, but you have to study harder for your midterms because that sets the tone for the entire course. Let's say you got a bad mark on a midterm, then the entire course is just a catch-up game. You're worrying the whole time, probably two to three months, uh, worrying about whether you're gonna get a good enough final mark so that you can make up for getting a bad mark on your midterms. Number six is having a strong mindset throughout school year. I'm going to come across as a little harsh here, but you know, the saying, you just got to try your best. I would say that you got to be the best is your best really the top 1% of your class is your best the top 5% of your class. If the program that you want to get into in the end has less than 10% acceptance rate, is being top 20% of your class good enough for you? No. So, if you want something, you got to get after it, and then you will start producing good results, and then you will build confidence along the way. Number seven is putting the work in and outworking everyone, which is kind of counterintuitive to put it in this video because this is a study technique video. But compared to someone who knows all these study techniques but doesn't work hard. Um, someone who doesn't know any of these techniques and is just putting the hours in studying and getting the information into their brain is always gonna beat that person with better study techniques I wasn't the brightest person in my class so what I did was I just literally outworked everyone how do I know that I walked into a library before everyone else and I walked out of library after everyone else I spent my time studying on Friday nights Saturday nights when everyone was going out partying and there was you know one other student that was leaving the library at the same time late night and he's now a cardiac surgery resident at u of a so uh, things like that happen so you just have to outwork everyone if you really want to be successful number eight is getting a serious study partner and friend who wanted as bad as you if you think it's going to be hard to find them well if you start studying late nights at a library all the time you tend to come across these guys it's hard coming in early in the morning and leaving late at night, coming in on weekends. But in undergrad, I had a group of friends who I really studied with, and we didn't really disturb each other. We, when, we, when it was time to study, we studied. We didn't interrupt each other. And when, it was, when the business was taken care of, we went out and had fun. Number nine is staying consistent and staying on top of everything, especially in medicine where there's like million things going on. If I start to lose track of things, I get super stressed. So I have to be on top of every email. I have to be on top of every, you know, assessments and all the work that I have to do. In undergrad, you're dealing with five courses, plus your extracurriculars and everything going on. So you have to stay on top of things so that you don't fall behind and get stressed. Let me give you an example of consistency and why it is so important. You have student A and student B you know, student A is working Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, 12 hours each. Student B decides to work on Friday, but takes Saturday and Sunday off. Then that student B has fallen behind student A by 24 hours. Um, So no matter how hard he tries, you know, the next on Monday, studying 14 hours as opposed to 12 hours on Tuesday, studying 16 hours. That guy is always playing catch up to student A. And when you're on a curve in university and undergrad, you're just going to not be able to compete against student a number 10 is effectively controlling your anxiety and your worry uh, when you're going through school there are two types of warriors one is someone who doesn't study and is worried about not studying that the solution to that is simple you just gotta study (laughs) number two the second type of warrior is um, someone who worries despite having done all their studies And when you're in that position, then you need to uh, write down what you're worried about. So on a notebook, on an iPad or whatever, you're you're worrying because you're not seeing what you're worried about. So divide a line halfway in the middle, um, write down what you can control and what you cannot control. And something like what you can control is waking up early, going to the library, and studying for X amount of hours and staying focused when you're studying. What you cannot control is the actual grades that I'm going to get uh, from this course. So if I'm worried, Oh, am I going to get a B? Am I going to get a B plus? Am I going to get an A minus, A, A plus? You cannot control that. Just focus on what you can control and you just have to give up on what you cannot control.